Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason and I'm joined this week with both Michael and Kevin. If you're familiar with the show, what we do is we look at things that happened this past week or weeks, depending on how long it's been since we recorded uh, in the world of professional wrestling, and we give our own little commentary on it, talk about what we thought, how we felt, and um, then we look for you to interact with us and let us know how you felt, and you can do so by following us on our Twitter account, which is at LiveYourGimmick, that's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. Or you can use, leave a comment on Apple or Spotify, however you listen to your podcast. I would say Stitcher, but I, li- I listened to an advertisement on, I, I think I was listening to like Talk is Jericho or something like that, and um, there was an advertisement that said, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, in like it gave some date, Stitcher will be going away. It's going to oh. be gone. There will be no more Stitcher. We want to thank Stitcher for all their all their continue or all their efforts in the podcast community over the past few years, but Stitcher will be no more. And that was the end of the advertisement. It wasn't the, it wasn't like a merger or an advertisement for another podcast app. It was literally just goodbye. Stitcher Stitcher is gone. That's interesting. Yeah. It was really weird, but anyway, well, at least it's not Spotify. Yes. Yeah. Spotify is still here. In fact, you know, we post the podcast through anchor, which is now owned by Spotify. So, we are a very Spotify podcast, but you can still find us on Apple, too, so leave a comment there if you must. Anyway, so, I mean, really, this is the first time that we've all been together to talk about Money in the Bank. So the last episode we, we spent, you guys did your little prediction battle for the Gimmick Minute Live and Worldwide Championship, which we can kind of go through some of the results here um, of the show. But um, but overall, you know, Money in the Bank in London, we had a really hot crowd Um you know, you got the surprise with John Cena coming out, teasing maybe a, a possible WrestleMania in London. Uh, overall, just, you know, kind of a broad overview. What was your guys' opinion of the show in, in total? Real quick, I want to discuss that John Cena thing. So have you heard the alleged, like, reasoning behind that? Him showing up? No, him, like, them doing that that segment. Okay, I'm, so sure, last, I'm sure it has so something when, to do so, with AEW, but go for it. No, not at all. Okay. So when they did Cardiff uh, for whatever that pay-per-view was, uh, Clash of the Castle, yeah, mm-hmm. they wanted to do it in London, but London wouldn't pay for it, and Cardiff would. Uh, I heard so that. They went, so they went to Cardiff. So this, since they were there, they wanted to try to almost like pressure London and hosting it and paying for it by getting the fans excited and kind of like being like see the people want it you should probably just pay for it interesting now when you say pay for it what what does that mean um like the travel over there or something or what no so like the costs of like setting up and everything like that and all the event not the like cost of like talent travel i don't think so, like, if they would have had to, because I, I know Bruce Pritchard has talked before about all the money that they've sunk into, like, um, that, that stadium in Orlando. What was it? The the Orange Bowl stadium? That's, like, really... A citrus Bowl. A Citrus Bowl. That's right. So, all the money yeah, they, that they, they sunk they, into they spent, that. Yeah, they spent, like, two, three million dollars to... Because if you, like, if you look at the Citrus Bowl, which I think it's still around, like, if you look at it, like, just as is, it's a fucking dump. 
Mm-hmm. But like when you go back and and they reference it too, like you go back and look at WrestleMania twenty four, it I mean look fucking tremendous. But for, I believe they sunk at least like two three three million, which is a lot just yeah. for decorating basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, so maybe that's what they're talking about with like Wembley, maybe having it over yeah. there. The the rumor that I yeah. Well, Wembley's very kind of like that. It's just it's it looks very outdated. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no there's no pizzazz to it or whatever. So that's yeah, like you said. Sorry, I didn't cut you off, but that's no. probably as far as like amping it up. So the the um one of the one of the things that I heard <laughs> as far as like maybe not not necessarily like inside info like this is why they did it, but like a theory. On, on why they did it, and I think this was Austin was, theory. Yeah, I think this <laughs> I was. was <laughs> I, think, I think this was actually Bischoff who said this was that like, you know, you see AEW selling seventy thousand in Wembley, and you know now WWE is like, hold my beer, let's put a WrestleMania there, and that was the reason mm-hmm. why they they were teasing that more than anything. So what I mean, but so if AEW does seventy five thousand. Like how much more? Like how much does it hold? Like so, AEW slated it for eighty is what they anticipated on happening, and then they could open up more. But they sold they they have seventy five of the eighty that they anticipated it, and they did actually open up some like higher areas. So I think they mm-hmm. I think they could fit like eighty in it as of now. But I I want to say you could fit over ninety in there. If if you needed to, I, I mean, mean, maybe even a hundred if if you really needed to. But WWE would uh, announce their live that they did one hundred and forty-two thousand yes. people. Yeah. yeah, according to Meltzer, they lie about it, but I don't know about that. <laughs> well, there was one that they legit like said more than what the building capacity was. Well, it's always going to be more than what the building capacity is because if you're talking about a stadium and you're putting chairs on the field like the 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 stadium capacity is set for the seats that are viable for like let's say it's a football stadium right mm-hmm. so the capacity are the seats the press boxes the 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 suites and all of that around it they're not accounting for how many chairs you're putting on the field so they're always going to be able to overstate oversell the stadium capacity because of all the seats that you can put on the field and on that on that pitch, especially for Wembley. I mean, that's a, that's a huge pitch. Like a, a soccer pitch is yeah. bigger than a football field. So you mm-hmm. could, you know, you know, they fit how many people into the Pontiac Silverdome. Well, did you see how they had the chairs set up in the? I mean, they fit so many fucking people just on the field, and that is more than the capacity of the stadium. That that's that's still one of the greatest debates ever. Was that like? Because the rumors are that like they only really it was really only like seventy eight thousand people there, not ninety three thousand. Like that's like one of those like urban legends. We'll never like yeah. will we really ever know how many people unless you sat there and were able we to count every, every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I guess my point is like okay, like let's say AEW gets to eighty thousand, and like let's say WWE does like eighty five thousand. Is that really a is it that much of a dick measuring contest? I think it's more or less like, oh, you think you think you own Wembley? Well, let me put a WrestleMania there and let me show you what we can do. Because, yeah, okay, they're going to do a show there, but when WrestleMania goes there, it's an entire event. Like you have, yeah, it's a, a fucking like week long thing. Exactly. So it's it's like it's like a bigger production than 
than just a one-off show that they're going to have for AEW. And, and that's not ta- – like, listen, I'm not trying to take away anything from AEW. I'm not trying to say that, the, you know, what they're doing there hasn't been impressive or anything like that. That's that's not it at all. I'm just – and I'm not even saying that's what WWE was doing by having John Cena because we already know where WrestleMania 40 is going to be. That's going to be in Philly. You know, now yeah. do we know where 41 is going to be? No, but you're talking at least like two the years – yeah, the rumor is I think forty one might be Minnesota. I guess okay, they went hard. they went hard for like yeah. WrestleMania forty one. So I'm thinking maybe forty two. So yeah, you'd be talking at least two two and a half years before that would even happen or be a thing. So you know, like like I said, that was just kind of like what Bischoff said, and I thought, oh, yeah, maybe that could be that could be the reason why they did it. Now it could have just been like, yeah, we were just trying to get the gauge. Like, let's see if people would want that. Let's send Cena out there to see like. You know, Kevin, remember when we were in Cleveland and Johnny Gargano during NXT, Johnny Gargano came out and said they were going to he was going to try and get Triple H to bring a takeover to Cleveland. And the place went fucking crazy. So it could have just been that just trying to get the crowd hyped. Now, grant you, the pandemic happened like literally a week later. So maybe they would have, you know, who knows. But, you know, it it is what it is. But and I think I think, too, like also could be with Cena. Like, I mean, maybe WWE. I'm sure they do look at it, but then maybe they just want it to happen, no matter whether AEW was going there or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they could probably I mean, be like, okay, okay, cool, you're doing a show there too. Like we'll do a show there too. Like you know, I mean, they'd been testing the like international market because and stuff. Like they, so it wouldn't be unheard of for them to be like, yeah, let's do it. And there, there's right. been a, there's been a, why don't they do uh, WrestleMania in Wembley ever since SummerSlam was it ninety three or whatever or ninety two that they did there? Ninety two, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ever since then, there's been a why haven't they? And it's always been time zone, time zone, time zone. Well, now with the the network and the internet, the time zone doesn't really matter because you can honestly watch it whenever you want. And how many people like I enjoyed watching Money in the Bank Saturday afternoon. I'll be honest with you. It was over by six o'clock. I still had the rest of my evening to do whatever I wanted. I was like, "Holy shit!" This, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, L- London's not a bad. It's not like obviously Saudi or like a Japan. Yeah, show. where it's like at it, six in the fucking morning. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, it, it it would be it would be an interesting thing to see happen down the road. I mean, I I would I'd be down for it, and I think the crowd alone would just be absolutely bananas. Like the chance oh, yeah, that they had going on at Money in the Bank, dude. <laughs> Have you, did you, you know, Michael, I don't know. Did you ever actually, actually watch the show? Of course not. But Kevin, you I watched it. <laughs> some clips of the important bits and that's all I needed. So I, wa- I watched the show with you, Jason. Oh yeah, that's right. We did watch it together. <laughs> didn't we? We, we, well, we? I watched it. I watched it, it at home okay. and then I went back. <laughs> yeah. So Jason watched it. He's and I said, well, I'm not gonna be able to start until like eight, nine o'clock. So finally, like by the time, like it was like around nine o'clock. So okay, I'm about to start the show or whatever. And then I think I was like through the first match and he's like, do you want to FaceTime? I want to see your reactions to stuff. So I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) So like, I'm like, all right, let me go to the basement. So I came down here and then we just literally FaceTime. No, I just don't want to be loud, but, um, so yeah, so we just sat here and watched the whole show. So I watched, I I, I think you're like three matches in, I feel like, I feel like I, I missed three uh, coming back. Oh, oh, okay, no, I. That's what he said. He said three matches in. I thought he said one, the first match in, but I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. He it said three. Matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I saw the the big moments for the most part. I I watched over again with him, which, 
but like some of the chants you're going on, like um, you know, they who was it? Uh, when Grayson Waller came out, they were like, "You're," they got a "You're a wanker" chant going on, and Grayson, to his credit, goes, "Nah, I don't need to." <laughs> yes. The, the bet, no, the best of, of the chants all night is when they say, "If you hate Roman, stand up." Yep. And Roman, oh sat, my God. And Roman, and Roman sat down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they went on for like a good like two or three minutes, and then Roman finally sat down, and the whole place just went fucking bananas. <laughs> oh boy! Oh man! But they had like no. a Rom- Roman's a wanker chant going on. They had, I mean, some of the chants they had were great. They hated Logan Paul too. They, they you know, the crowd got on Logan Paul's case. And it, then Ricochet was like, "Here, I'll help you." Yeah. Let me let me kill him for you. Yeah. Dude, that spot was intense. That Kev- spot was rough to watch. Kevin, did I interrupt something you were going to say? Sorry if I did. Uh, no. Oh, was- you just got like quiet all of a sudden. I just want to make sure I didn't interrupt you. He fell asleep. All right. Well, let's let's go through the card. Oh, real no. qu- huh? You good? All right. Let's go through the card real quick, and we'll just kind of react match by match um, real quick. Why the fuck is Osprey versus Omega listed here? That's not the Money in the Bank. <laughs> so the the show opened up with the Men's Money in the Bank see, match. See, Mike, you missed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I didn't realize that it was Forbidden Door three. Yeah. <laughs> so the show opened up with uh, with the Men's Money in the Bank, which honestly didn't surprise me because I felt like the Women's Money in the Bank had a better story going into it, which we talked a little bit about. Uh, the crowd was super fucking hot for LA night. Uh, you know, Logan Paul definitely had the most heat. There was a lot of uh, good spots. Like I think Logan Paul, when he did the splash on the ladder to priest was, was pretty rough. Uh, Butch yeah, doing the moonsault. That was, that was nice. What about that ladder? What were you saying say about that ladder spot? Yeah, that was like I remember we talked. I said like I feel like even though like looking back, like obviously you could tell that wasn't a gimmick ladder. I feel like Logan Paul almost thought that it was supposed to be one because yeah, the force he used was like okay, the force he used to drive somebody through something. Yeah, and like that was like fucking because like, even Priest was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> like his react his reaction. <laughs> Like, you don't just react like that. Like it was like yeah. he got it some wind rough. knocked out of him. Yeah, he got some wind knocked out of him. Yeah. The spot the spot with Ricochet and Logan Paul, and Logan Paul has since talked about that. They were both supposed to land on the top rope and then gather each other and then do the Spanish fly from the top rope. He said Ricochet he and he's like, you know, hey, I'm still new. I don't know how to act on the fly yet. And he said Ricochet basically did that on the fly because they were kind of fumbling around wherever in the middle rope. And then Ricochet basically said, let's go. And, and then yeah, he, he said to, to, to Ricochet's credit, Ricochet, he's like pulled me and flipped me. Yeah. Like, like started me. And then I kind of finished it myself. He said like, he's like, I didn't, didn't do a very good job of that. <laughs> yeah. He said, he, he said he basically like just scraped his arm or whatever, but like yeah. he didn't land on his head, but like, fucking looked like it yeah when you see it from because the, they showed it from the reverse angle from like the aisleway angle mm-hmm. and you could see his head safely tucked under and him landing on his shoulder but i think where he got scraped up is i think he hit the barricade on the way down with his shoulder yeah and that's probably where he got kind of tore up a little bit and maybe from the table too maybe you know broke it mm-hmm. broke weird and, and scraped him or something but 
Yeah, I mean, you could tell Ricochet just Ricochet just powered him up and powered him over. Yeah, dude, Ricochet man, like the four fifty splash, the the uh, German suplex, like slide off the ladder. He did like, Mm -hmm. man, dude's just like on another planet sometimes with stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he just basically he's like like, he does not think. Well, but he's but he's pretty like he just he's ninety percent of the time like so smooth with this shit. And, and the way that Ricochet has been kind of building up lately, I almost thought he had a chance of, of coming away with the winner with this one. But, you know, of course, he was kind of more the Jeff Hardy, like the high spot, you know, person mm-hmm. in the match. And then, um, you know, of, of course, you know, I, I didn't think Butch was going to win, but he had a pretty good showing too. Uh, you know, Logan Paul, I'm just glad that he didn't win. Like I, I was watching it with a, a buddy of mine here and at the, 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 he came over to watch it and, he had said, like, as soon as the match was over, he goes, at least it wasn't Logan Paul. What? You watched it with someone else, and then you watched it with Kevin. Oh, yeah. You watched it him first, and then me. Well, yeah, he was fucking physically here. You weren't available to watch it until later on. <laughs> you, you, you tell him to fuck off, and no, I'm not watching it with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not like, going to do you that. You tell me that, like, you'd be like, sorry, wife, you weren't okay, home, then, so I went and found someone next, else. Okay, if you're not going to say it, the next time you tell him I said, fuck off. <laughs> be well, like, I, Evan said I might, I'm his. I might invite him over for a time that you're here, so I would hope that you're nicer than that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> it's a friend that I made at church, and he's a big wrestling fan, so we kind of okay. go back and well, forth. Yeah, yeah, so tell him Kevin so, said hey, fuck so, off. <laughs> all right. So real quick though, I want to tell you guys. So SummerSlam, um, Mike, if you want to come over and watch it. Oh, you're anyway. inviting me, but not Jason. That's the bit. Okay, sorry. I thought this was legit, and I was just like, "This is okay." Wow. Staring at me. Wow. Jesus. I mean, uh, okay. All kidding aside, though, I would love for us to all actually get together and watch a show together. Whether it be Let's SummerSlam, plan SummerSlam. It's gotta be SummerSlam. We can do a SummerSlam. That works. The problem is they're on Saturdays, and Saturdays don't work for me. Why don't Saturdays work for you? Because that's the, like the one night a week that I can go up to see my girlfriend. Mike Hogan's using his creative control here. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work for me, brother. It doesn't work for me, brother. And I'm sorry. Uh, there's I like you guys, there's but I like sex you. better. So, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you guys. Hey, Not very hey, much, Jay- but I like you. Jason, yeah. remember with the you guys Green don't put out. Called, sorry. Hey. Remember what Dan Greenhill taught us? The only way you're allowed to be late for work is if you're dead or if you're getting laid. Right. So. <laughs> Very true. Uh, the lessons uh, we learned as 15, 16-year-old kids working for that guy. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, Santos Escobar was also in the match. I mean, he didn't, other than the way he was dressed, that was really all I could really say about Santos and that. Uh, but man, the crowd fucking went crazy for LA Knight when he was up on that ladder, and I think that's kind of where I thought that that would be. Like, I felt like he was the guy that y- you would hear the crowd pop for every time he went up. But of course, he wasn't going to win because Damian Priest got the win, and you know that led to something kind of later on. But I kind of thought Damian Priest would win it, and I, I think that I, think that I honestly I think they made the right decision there. Like, I feel like. If LA Knight gonna wins be, it, then what's he have the fight for? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, feel like, and there's gonna be, be there's gonna be better storytelling, I think, with Damian Priest and Judgment Day mm-hmm. and that whole saga. To whereas, like, and you and I had talked, like, I don't think LA Knight needs it to be the champion. 
He Same thing with like Cody. Like Cody didn't need to be it to win it to be. I, I agree he doesn't need it, but I think they need someone to make it feel important again. So it's been a long time since I've given a shit about the money in the bank because it hasn't like had that specialness to it like it used to. But you don't think Priest could be that guy? No, because I feel like it's just the MacGuffin to break up Judgment Day. I don't think it's being it's going to be used to elevate him. Oh, if it so it's almost champion, so elevate him. Not if he doesn't make, become champion because Finn screws him. Yeah, that'd be interesting if that's what happened though too. No, that's a good. No, that's a good take. That's an interesting yeah. take. Actually, I actually like that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I I can see that. I guess I I guess it, it depends on what you're invested in. Are you invested in the story of Money in the Bank, or are you invested in the story of Judgment? But, but I like Damian winning that too because everybody was L.A. Knight or was Logan Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there yeah. wasn't much mention other than me, <laughs> Damian uh, Priest. <laughs> I picked Damian Priest. Thank you very much. Well, you were in our contest, so yeah. Okay. You picked you picked him after I you picked him after I said it. So. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure my <laughs> I'm pretty sure my breakdown of the match is what got you to pick him, if I'm remembering correctly. No, I picked him because I saw some like rumor source, and I was like, ah, oh, I like that thought, so okay. that's why I picked him. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh no, so to, to answer your question, Jason, like. I'm invested in stories, but Money in the Bank and Royal Rumble are the like two times a year where there's that kind of like anything can happen atmosphere. At least there used to be, and like it was it was used to like take someone who you didn't expect to like get go in that direction, and then they'd just be interjected at a random point without it being a storyline. Like think about when fucking Edge for the first time like he cashed that in and it was the opportunistic moment. Like everyone fucking lost it and it wasn't a storyline. It was him taking advantage of it. It made it feel real because that's what you do. You use it to your advantage because you don't have to go and schedule a match and prepare. You can fucking be like, you just got your ass kicked or I just beat your ass for chair or something. And now I'm going to cash in on you. Plus, plus I don't ever remember edge like ever teasing it until he actually did cash it in. Mm hmm. I mean, he might have. I just don't. I don't, I don't think. I think he probably talked about it, but it was never a situation where he would like, yeah, come out and fake it. Like he, he held it for a long time because, if I remember correctly, yeah, like, yeah. he held it until because he won it at when it was still at WrestleMania because that was the first. That was yeah, the first money. I missed that. Yes, yeah. and and, and I think we, we need to go back that, to that. Yeah, and that to me was still I think the best like money in the bank match. Um, but I feel like he won it, and yeah, it was like. Was it January? I feel like it was it January but, or February or something like that. But the thing is with with the with the Edge thing though, like that, yeah, that was the best. But that was that was the first one, so that kind of established that as being an opportunistic thing by Edge being the ultimate opportunist, being the one to cash that in. I, I mean, honestly, I think the best cash in still has to go to Seth with the heist of the oh, century. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, you know, but again, th- while we all like were like fantasy booking it, we didn't think it was actually going to happen. So when it happened, we fucking lost it. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, and it also even, wasn't even, a story. When Dolph, when Dolph won, like that was, but that was, yeah. but that was in in itself a story though, because you didn't think Dolph would win because you didn't think that. You didn't would, think they would the actually guy. put it on him, and that in itself was the story. But the thing is, they've yeah, done that, that. Was, that was like a, a smart mark fucking story. But they've though. done that, that though, how many times? So it's like, how many times can you go to that same well? You almost have to do something different with it, right? Yeah, but you can do something different with it without it having to be like used as just a story for something completely separate from that. 
from what it was like originally established for. What were you saying, Kev? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, it, you know, I guess, I guess it's kind of to each your own, right? Do, do you do you want to see, you know, it, does it bother you that Priest is because of that, or would you rather see the random cash in? Like Kevin was saying, though, I don't, I don't think LA Knight really needed it. I think he's going to go on to do big and bigger and better things. Uh, while we're on the subject of LA Knight, though, <laughs> did you guys see what Kevin Nash had to say about LA Knight? Yeah, I did not. Am I the only one who um, you know sees like a just a ripoff of The Rock with this guy? Oh, like, I did uh, hear about that. Yeah. So apparently, like you know, I, and I haven't listened to this. I usually listen to Click This every now and again, but I haven't got a chance to listen to this episode, so I didn't. I didn't hear it myself. I just kind of read all the you know, the headlines and clippings and all that stuff. But yeah, apparently he just thinks that LA Knight is a rip off of the rock, but I mean, I, and people have pointed is that out wrong. <laughs> he, no, I mean, people have pointed out where you see elements of the rock and stone cold in LA Knight. but honestly, is mm-hmm. that a bad thing? Like it, it's, if he can pull it off and he's borrowing and, from, and, 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 and make it his own. That's the important that, part. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing he's making. He's not going out there saying what, He's going out there and saying, and "Yeah, he's not going out there, but like <laughs> turn it sideways and shove it up your your cotton candy ass or something." Right. Like he's he, he's keeping things in his own and like in adjusting them to his character versus just being uh, a fucking parody. Like but, for right. instance, when uh, Lethal would do the Macho Man thing or the right, Flair or thing, Flair, like right. he's not he's not parodying it. He's he's actually going in like adjusting it to his I, character. Listen, I'm I'm love kevin nash like he's one of my top favorites ever Same. but like but like yeah is it such a bad thing as a ripoff like let's face it the two biggest stars in the history of the business hogan and flair were ripoffs of he was ripoff of nature boy buddy rogers and yeah, hogan was a ripoff of superstar billy graham but he also but hogan also ripped off some stuff of dusty Rhodes, as flair ripped off some stuff of like you know from Harley and some other old time guys, you know what I mean? Like move sets and whatnot. So, you know, essentially a majority of wrestlers are ripoffs. Like the rock is a ripoff of the iron Sheik. If you think about it, the way the Sheik, the Sheik was the first one to say jabroni and all that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he ripped off a lot of stuff, maybe not character wise or personality wise, but like, you know what I mean? Like everybody's always, it, it's especially this day and age, <laughs> With so many people, it's so hard to find. Yeah, you might find a little bit of originality here and there, but you almost have to find something. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm just thinking of somebody like Adam Cole. Adam mm-hmm. Cole to me has some ripoff tendencies of Shawn Michaels. Oh, and not Johnny Gargano. Yeah. yeah, Gargano too, and not just because it's super kick, but just because of you know in ring stuff or even on the mic stuff. I mean, Jargano, oh. like, skins the cat, like, constantly. So, like, yeah, they, they both, like, yeah, taken things from that, those. But the, I don't see that as them trying to be Shawn Michaels as much as just, like, more of, like, a, a homage because he's, like, an idol to them kind of yeah. thing. So I'm, I'm guessing right. where he got that from. He mentioned, I guess, the uh, the line he had for Logan Paul of where he can stick those bottles of Prime. But, again, it was delivered an L.A. Knight way, not a rock way. You know, yeah, yeah. Rock been like, point, he didn't you say can take these and turn it sideways and shove it up your candy ass. Like, right. he, yeah, he, he, he didn't just, fucking he just said, tell him to show up his ass. Here's he a said, map. You can follow it and it'll tell you where you can shove those bottles of prime. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's his like, way of doing it. And and even with, and it, 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 
but at least with Kevin Nash, like he's not malicious. You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just like he's just he like just, he's just he's like I don't get it. And you yeah, have to and you, know you have I mean? to take it with a grain of salt from him too because he does not like regularly watch the television product. So it's like, right. and, he, and he openly admits that, like he watches it about as Michael does, as about as much as Michael does, if if, if not a little less. So he, maybe so he's, he's. I feel like that's a bold strategy to watch it as little as I do and make a fucking call like that on your your massive podcast, bro. Right. Like, yeah. Well, it, his podcast, his podcast is very little about wrestling. When he does talk about wrestling, it's it's about stuff that pertain to his career and like stuff like that. He doesn't really talk a whole lot about like current stuff. Like he'll he'll give his opinion on it now and again, but it's usually pretty like. He's got that. He's very much in the vein of like the old school. Like you don't need to do all that to get over, man. Like you just yeah. Like you know, like he's but he's one of those guys. Like I could listen to for hours. Just oh yeah, about shit. He's he's fun to listen yeah, yeah. to. Um. All right, but anyway, all right. We spent a lot of time on the men's money in the bank match. Uh, moving on from that, you got the Gunther and Riddle. You know, Michael. I don't know how you feel, but I, I mentioned this to Kevin. I have just knowing I know Riddle is a baby face on TV. His character is a baby face. And I know like kids love him and stuff like that. But knowing like the piece of shit that the real life guy is, I have a really hard time rooting for him. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I agree. Like I've 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 never been a Riddle fan. Like I, I enjoyed the dumb shit shenanigans that him and Randy were doing. That was mostly just because of Randy. Mm-hmm. Like Randy's playing off of it was what made it entertaining. Not Riddle himself. Yeah, I would almost like when, when and if Randy comes back, because everybody's expecting the Randy heel turn. I'd rather fucking Riddle turn on him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Make him a heel because he is a heel in real life. Like I, that's mm-hmm. I'd be totally fine with that. Lean into who he is as a as a person, a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, like, dude. I and and maybe I'm like speaking out of turn, and uh, you know, maybe I don't know enough. Uh, just just from what you don't I've, know, Pam. Just from what I've heard, though, like you don't know Matthew. Anybody, anybody that like abandons their family and their kids and stuff like that, I have no fucking time for people like that. I just don't like. It's just not like the dude decided so must, to get famous he have, and, and he must do not a lot have time of drugs for and have millions been, of people. <laughs> like you know, I mean, I don't know. Just but yeah, but I, millions of people aren't on TV every day being like cheer for me, bro. You know, so it's 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 different, but. Uh, but yeah, Gunther got the win and then, you know, everybody thought maybe we'd see a surprise return of Randy Orton, but we got the surprise return of Drew McIntyre. So McIntyre came out, um, you know, and, and basically challenged, uh, Gunther or had a face off with Gunther. Didn't really challenge. So this is where we started. This is where we started watching it. Cause you're like, I want to see your reaction. And I'm like, Oh God, Orton's coming out. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> and, and it, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I guess it was two matches in then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was, you know, the match that Gunther and Riddle had was pretty good. I loved how he made him submit, though, with the, the ankle lock when he, like, basically, like, beat the shit out of his foot and then put him in the ankle lock. That was that was cool. Yeah, um, it was different, yeah. Cody and Dominic, I mean, pretty good match. Uh, I, I think the big shocker was Cody taking off the cast. So, he, you know, he no longer has to kayfabe when he's at his wife's birthday party or, you know, out with his daughter. He doesn't have to continue to wear the cast anymore. <laughs> but it's so good. Like, that's like so good. They do that. Yeah. And we got some good stuff between him and, and Rhea and, and, you know, some good stuff with Dominic and Dominic getting some heat. It, it was a clean win, though. No Brock. Brock didn't show up until Monday. So, you know, Cody was coming out to challenge Seth, and then all of a sudden Brock came out, and then he and Cody fought, and it was a big thing. 
So, you know, I, I think we might as well just talk about it real quick. We probably won't talk about it again, but like, I everybody's like, oh, look at Brock running. Like, I, I like this side of Brock. He's not just being a dominant, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Brock's coming out. He's going to destroy and leave or whatever. You know what I mean? It's believability to where it's like, okay, Cody has a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So I, I like this. Again, Brock has done so well in the last few years with his character evolving. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Like, I, I, don't, I think Brock is, in the times that he has been there, he has made the most of every second. Like, yeah, I mean, basically, 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 since he's since he was like kind of like the Money in the Bank winner, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. when he started since, really since Party Brock, Brock, yeah. Brock Party, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I know he won the Universal Title, but then like he, but then he lost it. You know what I mean? Like so, it wasn't he didn't hold it very long. But like before that, it was always okay. I have my match. See you in seven months. I'm gonna come out, win in three minutes. See you in seven months. You know what I mean? So he's mm-hmm. at least been way more committed more committed to his character so yeah that's awesome yeah. no nah, i i 100% agree and then you know after that we got the john cena thing which we already talked about so we won't get into much to that but that was a huge surprise i think the whole crowd everybody was stunned i don't even think the announcers knew it was coming like i think everybody was just shocked when his music hit I know Kevin was. I, know, I, I, remember, I, 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 was, I was like this. I looked at Mike. I looked at Jason. I was like, you "Looked at me. That's impressive." Yeah. Well, and, and just it have almost, my picture up in the background. And it yeah. was it was kind of one of those things where they were coming back from a commercial too, or like from a break. So it almost felt like they were showing a highlight of when he came out against you know with Cena, uh, like two years prior. You know, with that that whole surprise. Like it's almost like they were showing a clip of that. And it was like, wait, no, this is live. This is happening. Like, fucking John Cena is here right now. Like, what is going on? And I will say, FYI, watching the show on a replay, so much better because, like, you, they cut out all the promo packages. And that's what they do? Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Except for the Except for the Civil War. They did not cut that one out. Yeah. The Civil War one hmm. stayed in there. But that was, for good that reason. was more, yeah, that was more, I think, because of the show, but... Um, and then we got the women's money in the bank, which was honestly, I thought the women's money in the bank was almost better than the men's. Uh, just some of the spots that they had in that dude, I about died laughing when Zelina Vega was trapped under the ladder for like the first, like five minutes of the match. Did you see that at all, Michael? Mm -mm. So she's laying on the floor and then somebody put the ladder on her, like her chest, like chest level, like right above her, like right below her neck. Collarbone. Yeah. And then it was a bigger ladder, so it was wide, so she fit completely between it. And then it was angled to the like against the apron, but the bottom of the ladder, or the top of the ladder, was on like the bottom rope. So she was legitimately <laughs> pinned underneath it and could not move. And she was there for like the first five. Like they're doing spots on the ladder, and she's still trapped underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and it just yeah, got comically it, like after a while it just started, it got to be like funny that she was still there <laughs> well i mean at first she you could see her arms flaring and like fighting it but after like three four minutes and jason was like pointed out to me she just looked like she was just laying there like, yeah. okay <laughs> like she just stopped like, so this is my life now uh, yeah. i live here now like I, i'm not going anywhere like it was it was great um and then uh then finally i think zoe stark like moved it so then she could she, 
she could move, but yeah, for for a minute there, she wasn't going anywhere. But you know, just the the storylines though that you know and that that played out between Becky, Trish, and Zoe, and you know, Tr- you know, Trish legitimately broke her nose. Like we 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 could see her. Like, you know, she came out on Monday wearing the face mask. And, of course, you know, the classic heel Trish wearing the face mask from, you know, back in, back in the Attitude Era. But, but no, like, she did – like, her nose was fucked up in that match. Oh, like, yeah. you could see, You could see it. Like, she hit yeah, off and, of and, something. And that's why, like I said, like, the match to me, like, I agree, was, like, better than men's. I mean, honestly, I mean, outside of the main event, like, probably was the match of the night for me. Yeah. So, but, like – it started a little like not I won't say clunky, it just kinda of started whatever, but like once they got into it, like like I said, like the whole thing on the outside with Trish, Zoe and uh Becky for like that five minutes, it was like almost a match into itself. It was almost like a handicap match up to itself and you almost forgot about the ladder match because they started tearing shit up and like it was like a little brawl or whatever. Um, but then the spot with the Zelina, Zelina doing the sunset to Zoe and Zoe yeah. head landing. Oh yeah, when she did through the, the ladder. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that was insane. But like, let's let's. I mean, the finish, one of the most brilliant finishes to a ladder match ever. Yeah, it was fantastic. With, Absolutely. With, I mean, fantastic. the hand, yeah. I I mean, you could see like they close in. Like Becky sometimes didn't have the cuffs quite in her mouth or whatever, but like. And then Becky sliding down the fucking ladder. We're like, oh my god! Like, yeah, she looked like she slipped. Yep. But then the whole thing. But the best thing too was Eo after she handcuffs him, climbs over Becky or not Becky Bailey. Like, like, yeah. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> like doesn't even step. She doesn't even use the enemy as a step on. She steps on her friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then like she's there sitting there winning, and then, like you just see Becky and Bailey they're just like looking at the her camera, like. Yep. They're just- <laughs> they just gave up like they were just like fine we we live here now <laughs> yeah i mean and michael cole's call on that match too was yeah i mean his calls all night were great but like his calls really helped electrify that match so yeah i mean the right the right person won for sure i mean eo definitely you know it it told the best story and you know you had some good spots with everybody you know zelina hitting that uh you know i i don't even know what you would call it it's it was a destroyer if- type move off is it just a it was like a it was like a basically a sunset flip but well, like no, how, she, but she power bought like or she but she planted zoe on her head though yeah i mean yeah it was almost yeah it was almost like a sunset flip yeah, power bomb yeah. something like that but man that but the funny thing is like incredible. if 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 dave Meltzer gave luchasaurus <laughs> warlow five stars that match should have been like five and three quarters or six stars right yeah without a doubt but it well, but it wasn't in WWE. front of you yeah yeah Oh my so. god! You imagine if WrestleMania went to the Tokyo Dome? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, then you got Seth and Finn, which which was a really good match, and and Finn dominated a lot of the match. But you know, the whole thing with Damian kind of standing up as Finn was about to hit the coup de gras, like that match was won. Like Finn had that in the bag, and then Damian kind of cost them and got his head stomped. Like that was some pretty good storytelling. You know, it it definitely you know helped Seth retain, but then still. And they played into that like they. You almost thought Damian was going to cash in on Monday. I don't know if you guys saw that mm-hmm. or not, but mm-hmm. I mean he yeah, got beat down, it. and you know, and then you know Finn kind of came out and and cost Damian that opportunity. So, you know, to to Michael's point, they are kind of using it as a, a crutch to further a story in Judgment Day. But two things can be true at the same time. 
they can use it as a crutch to continue to further that story with Judgment Day, but then they can also continue to build Damien and put him in a position to actually cash it in and be a world champion too. So, you know, it's, it's about getting him to that moment. Um, but then we had the Bloodline Civil War. And my fucking gosh, the storytelling in that match and, and just the storytelling going into it and, and just everything that happened and, man, like, the, the shit that, like, the callbacks. I, I think the callbacks were the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Roman choking out Jimmy and then him powering out of it and then Jay kicking out of the spike and the spear, like, at the same time. But the, the callback to the low blow. And it was yeah. subtle, and you almost didn't yeah. realize it at the time because you got to think back three years when he did that to Jay, and it's like, fuck, like that is some deep ass storytelling. Like, my god, and of course, like Jay getting the pin and Michael Cole's call and everything. You know, what were you guys' thoughts on the Civil War match? Fuck. <laughs> Like I did watch most of that match, um, and yeah, it was it was a fucking roller coaster of just like deep cuts throughout this entire fucking saga at this point, and I I'm just you gotta you gotta wonder like how it's gonna end because like it, I just I, can Jay like, beat him Jay, for the, can Jay beat him for the yeah, title? Yeah, Jay beat him for the title. Is that what's was a SummerSlam gonna be? That's who gets elevated in this story. Like, is that who finally beats Roman? I I I can't say I'd be mad at it if that's what happened. But what do you, what, what do you I, think? well well I I I, I no I think Roman loses the title at Mania to Cody, but um. What what it did was make Roman human. Yes, because for the last three years he has not been human. Yeah, and He's been God. The th- if I had to analyze the match real quick, the first ten f- the match went like thirty two minutes. I looked up the time. The first about ten minutes was Weird. like, well, no, I just because I read prowrestling.net, I read his opinions, and he always gives the time to all the matches. So I was wondering, I was like, how long was that match? Because like, it took a while at the beginning to get it going. But guess what? Who cares? Yeah. I did not. I did not care. That first ten minutes was like dead air. Glued to your seat. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's okay. That's that's storytelling. Um. When Roman didn't kick out, I was like, holy shit, it really did happen. Because yeah. how many times has he kicked out at 2.99999? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really, like when Jay got spiked speared, I thought that was it. Yeah. At first. And then when Roman didn't kick out, like, like I said, it humanizes him. But it humanizes him to make you believe, hmm, I think Jimmy could beat him. I think Jay could beat him, but when they don't, and it just keeps going and going and going, to where like, like I said, I think that eventually they're gonna build it to where, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the rumor I heard, I know it's just a rumor, or whatever, but supposedly it's an etched in stone one. This is from a lot of people that Cody's facing him at forty and winning the title. That's as of right now. 
is that going to change? Probably. I, f- I feel like that's what needs to happen because you have Cody being like, you know, finish the story. And I don't think beating Rollins is that story. Yeah. No, no. Well, I and- think even Cody said, Cody's like, yeah, the world heavyweight title is great and all, but it's not the title that my dad didn't win. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go back, so he, he, if and also too, if you go back to Cody's promo, he cut when he said Jay's gonna leave you, Jimmy's gonna leave you, Solo's gonna leave you. I think that story will be told through the rest of this year, and you're gonna get to a point where it is only Roman by himself, and then there'll be nobody there to help him beat Cody. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, also. I think like you saw the, the aftermath of him on the outside of the ring, like shaking and going crazy after the match was over. Yeah. Supposedly this is supposed to now lead into a even darker Roman that he's going to have supposedly you're going to supposedly see some other side of his character come out now that we haven't seen before. Okay. okay. So it's supposed to be some kind of like twist, possibly twisted. No, like I said, I don't hold me to that, but like there's some twisted, it's supposed to be some twisted dark shit. Oh, feet, added to fiend, it. Is he, is he gonna is he gonna is he gonna fucking make solo wear nipple clamps? <laughs> I mean, maybe. And and you know, it, how about too like in the match when um when they stacked both Usos and they kicked out when Roman yes. Roman lost it for a minute and Solo had to like hey hey this is still going like let's let's go yes. like and Solo that, had to start story, fighting. And that's a story that's just going to build for whenever they decide to talk about it is, you know, an eventual solo, you know, departure or whatever. But the thing is, like, but they could they could speculate that, but that might not happen for a year. Right. We don't know. Honestly. I mean, I, I could see SummerSlam something happening where Solo tries to help Roman and Roman accidentally hits Solo, like of a Superman punch or a spear or something. And that start the descent between him and Solo that maybe comes to a head at Survivor Series or Rumble or something. And and if they want to supposedly maybe someday turn Roman back to babyface, which I think they could. I don't know if he'd be interesting. Um, Well, the only way you're going to do it is, is, is somehow it's Paul Heyman. Like, Related, obviously, somehow yeah, it's gonna. You know, gotta, what I mean, like he's got to go away for a while and and come back and find a way. There's got to gotta be something. Yeah, it's it's all you're going to fight, you're it, gonna have him go up against someone that everyone hates more than Babyface Roman. Honestly, it would have to be if I would compare it to something. And Jason, you probably be with me on this. Shawn Michaels when he was from when he turned heel, kicking Marty Jannetty. Mm-hmm. Big, big time heel, big time heel, big time heel, right? And then after he loses the Diesel at WrestleMania, the next night Sid turns on him and yeah. puts him in the hospital. And then what happens a month or two later, whatever, like he comes back and now he's like big time face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not saying yeah. like, but but it could be something similar. Yeah. I was saying, guess the big difference is people liked Shawn Michaels before he turned heel. Yeah, but people like Roman though too. I mean, I mean, fucking dude. There was a point in time with the whole when Sammy was a part of the bloodline. Like everybody was acknowledging the tribal chief. Like that's, everybody, no, you're that's you're not understanding what I'm saying. He's talking about pre- Roman's been a heel that entire time. Yeah, just because the fans cheered him didn't make him not a heel. I'm talking the big dog. 
I'm he's talking pre-tribal chief. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he's, well, yeah, yeah but, he's talking suffering. But we're we're talking about this character turning face, like not that like that Roman. I don't know how I don't know that. how you make this character face. though, is what I'm saying. It, it's easy. Like, like he it, had to reinvent his character. But, but my point can't. is that they almost did. Like there was a point in time where he almost was a face. Back with the whole Sammy thing, like the whole bloodline I, almost went that way, and then all of a sudden they turned on Sammy, and then it, it, it made I know, him a I know deal again. Like I get what you're saying, but I don't think that there was ever a point where they were close to turning face. I'm, I'm not saying you were, I, I'm just saying they could have. Like there was a, like, there was like, an opportunity likeable. it could have happened there. They were likable uh, type thing. They weren't being like they it would defeat the purpose of that stable because that stable was built to keep Roman champion. And the face champion can't have family interfere to keep him. No, as yeah, definitely. And, and but that's the thing, though. Like the the tribal chief character, the Roman Reigns character, as it stands now, you can turn him face. The the there doesn't have to be any differences in his character. He can still say the same things, have the same chance, have the same. You know, maybe maybe dial back on the acknowledge me a little bit, but he could still you know call himself the same things he calls himself now. The difference would just be the opponents he faces. So instead of but doing, what you're describing is Big Dog Roman just without calling himself the Big Dog. That's not what I'm describing. That's I'm what he's describing the tribal chief with 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 the same character he is now. I, but, I don't want him to turn face because I don't want him going back to that stupid shield music. I don't either. I, I, want, him to, I want him to stay. The, the music he has now is fucking awesome. There's no reason to change anything about him. Like you can, you can just change the opponents he faces, and that's that's it. And then you know, just keep the same personality, but dial it. In a it's different almost. Way. It's, it's that's almost what Stone Cold like did. Stone Cold never turned face. Stone Cold was the same character he was. They just changed the opponents he was facing. You know, they put him up against heels instead of putting him up against baby faces because the crowd was starting to to turn. He never changed anything about his personality. He was still the same guy. He was just doing but, yeah, it to it's, heels it's almost, instead but, of doing Stone it to faces. Stone Cold's whole gimmick wasn't about making the world acknowledge him as being better than them. Right. I said dial back being on their acknowledging. But, but that's his whole character. So you dial back on but, that. But, what is he? But, but I think you can still do it because, like, Although it's not the same, but like Stone Cold would say, you want to see Stone Cold some some give me a hell yeah. So like whereas Roman could just say acknowledge me. If you want to you know see I mean? me whoop their ass, acknowledge me. Like, I mean, there was a point in time where I was acknowledging my tribal chief. So we all were because it's a cool like they made him cool. Right. His, yeah. Don't you remember? Don't you remember was cool. Don't you, don't but then as soon as the response has nothing to but, do with him being a good guy or bad guy. Don't you, don't you remember the about. WrestleMania predictions when Jason said everybody threw your damn one up and Mike farted? <laughs> 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 so Mike's Mike's. Asshole, acknowledge the <laughs> But that's my point, though. Like that's that the the crowd reaction is what makes somebody a heel or face. No, it, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Character. It's all about the fucking no, crowd doesn't. reaction. The fans cheer for the fucking bad guys, regardless. They cheer for fucking MJF, and he's a heel. But but again, well, I mean, not right now. Exactly. We'll uh, exactly. Second, but... Check and fucking. But that's mate. the thing. MJF isn't a heel, though. I don't view MJF is, as a heel. He I do. wants to be a heel because he says like this dumbass shit. You can be a fan shit. and still be a heel, Jason. 
But that's the thing, though. Like it, the fans determine it. Eventually, it that that change happens. So, like like Stone Cold is the perfect example. Even The Rock is a, is a good example. They don't change. The Rock this crowd was is the different ro- than they were. The right Rock now. was coming out saying, "Do you smell what The Rock is cooking?" and telling people to shove things up their candy asses when he was a heel, and he did it as a babyface. The only difference was the people he was saying it to. They changed the, when the crowd started to change. They changed his opponent. Opponents. That is it. They didn't change anything else about him other than the people he was but facing. He still had the same is... shtick, the same gimmick, but it was getting over and the crowd was eating it up and repeating it, so they just went with it. That that's the difference. That's And here's the difference. Here's the difference, Jason. So the Rock didn't cheat to win his matches. He didn't use heel tactics. Yes, he did. He was a part of the he... nation of domination. They interfered in every fucking match. Until he turned into a baby but face. that wasn't his character. Yes, it him was. Him, all the things you just described about his character, the shove it up your candy ass, all of those things weren't his heel tactics. He was able to take those over. Roman's entire gimmick is a heel tactic. It's all about the tribal chief and having the bloodline protect him. Yeah, you take and, that away, he's not and, the tribal chief. And the chief. rock at first was all about having the nation of domination protect him but then they broke him away and they changed his opponents and he was still the same guy saying the same things having the the same matches it doesn't work that way like it doesn't work listen listen, and then as far as mjf the rock was calling himself cheating to win so just despite your the fans cheering for him and liking him he's still cheating to win so therefore he's still a fucking heel but the but the thing is listen 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 i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 anyway go on what? <laughs> I just is trying to break up the monotony here. And no, I'll explain why I said that later. Hold on. The, the, point, the point is, the point is, The Rock was calling himself the Great One. The Rock was talking about himself in third person. The Rock was having people interfere in his matches and helping him win. He was cheating to win when he was a heel. The difference is, they flipped the opponent. Give me another example. He stopped cheating to win. The Rock is an example. Stone Cold is an no, example. No, no. I want. I, you've got two people. The only two people who've never changed their gimmick that were able to switch. John Cena face. is an example. He never really. He was never a heel. Yes, he was. Okay, the rapping John was Cena, the, was, the Doctor of Thunder, quit rapping when he fucking went face. But no, no, or he like, didn't. No, he didn't yes, stop. He, did. he eventually did. The character evolved. He never. Actually, he continued to rap even when he became a face. It took time for them to take that away. It just they changed his opponents and they evolved him over time. It's it, it's a gradual change. It doesn't happen overnight, but it happens gradually. Now W or AEW could do the exact same thing with MJF, but they don't know how to fucking do it. So it's not going to matter because MJF doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be a babyface. He wants to continue to try to be a heel. So no matter how the know, crowd what, reacts what, to what him, are, he's still going to be what, a despicable what, heel. But what are we doing right now? Adam? So so I, let I me ask you this: If you're you're, you're watching too, a superhero. But, movie let's let's say you're watching the new spider-man movie and you you think venom's real badass and you you want venom to win because you think he's cool is venom the good guy okay but in the venom movies nope. is venom the good guy uh he's an anti-hero but that's okay that's again but because but they change getting what but they change saying, but, but you know you're making my point you're making my he point doesn't have any fucking in, villains in, in his, those movies in, but but okay so in the spider-man movie when spider-man is his opponent he is Funny, the heel green goblin Okay, 
but but in those Spider-Man movies, when Spider-Man is the opponent, he is the heel. But in the Venom movies, when he's Venom had when Venom is is the one, he's an anti-hero, but he's doing the right thing, and he has different opponents, and people think that he's saving the world. It's the exact same thing. You made okay, my Green point Goblin. for me. Thank let's, you. No, let's let's fuck it. There aren't a series. Green Goblin. There aren't a series. There aren't a series of movies. There aren't. He's. There's no storyline. Here's the thing, though. There's no storyline with Green Goblin making him a good guy. Well, no. I I'm guess, just saying. I guess you're you take, saying the you crowd turn that reaction around. is. No, you're saying the crowd reaction is what makes you good or bad, and that's what the point I'm trying to prove. If you really like William Defoe and you're like, God, I love him as Green Goblin. I hope he whoops fucking but Peter Parker's ass. That's not a majority. That make him the good guy. The fans are cheering for. That's not a majority of people. A lot of people. Everybody loves fucking William Defoe. Nobody's cheering. Nobody was cheering yes, for the they Green are. Goblin to win. No, they weren't. Yes, they you're were. so full of shit. You're just trying to. I'm you're not, trying you to twist it to make your point. Comic book. Community. I feel like we're on fanboy fight club. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, all right. Re- redirect the the fucking bloodline civil war was amazing. The match was amazing. The story was amazing. Fucking Jay getting the win was amazing. I'm really looking forward to Friday night when they do the tomorrow night when they do the trial of Roman Reigns. I think we're gonna get a lot of. Oh yeah, you oh, didn't, I see, didn't hear about that. Yeah. On Friday, it is the trial of the tribal chief. So we're gonna get we're gonna really find out where the story is gonna go on on, oh. fr- on Friday. So I'm looking forward to so, that. So like, I'm confused. Are they bringing in like other members of the Simone and Dynasty? I don't know. They haven't just, they uh, haven't said. But it, you know, I'm thinking. Okay, remember what I, they did I, with I, Sammy. Now they're gonna do. Now Roman is gonna be the yeah, one on trial. I don't think it's. I don't think the segment works with it. If I don't know, I heard Rikishi might be there. Oh my God! Yes, please. We need someone who's an elder member of the Samoan dynasty to be there to question Roman's authority. I agree. I feel like as much as I love the Usos and as much as great as it was that he beat Roman, I don't feel like they have that okay same authority. Hold on, hold on a second though. Let, let's just say what if what if we're, what if we're going about this the wrong way? Maybe we think that it's going to be Jay, but what if? Roman is going off on a tangent. He goes, well, if I'm not the tribal chief, you can't be the tribal chief. Who's the tribal chief? And then it's in Madison Square Garden. Keep in mind. All of a sudden you hear, if you smell, and we finally get Rock and Roman, but it's a SummerSlam, not WrestleMania. So you're taking away uh, main event Jay Uso versus Roman. And I, 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 I'm yeah, just saying. I, yeah. I think it's going to yeah, be I, Jay. I, I really, and I think it should be Jay. But I'm just saying, like, what if? I mean, now you've made me want it to be The Rock instead. Or what? If, <laughs> but, what if? What if The Rock? Maybe, maybe after Jay, maybe he beats Jay and The Rock comes out after that at SummerSlam or something like that. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm just thinking it's, I, I it's just, Madison Square Garden, it. the the trial of the tribal chief. You're questioning whether I mean, or not he can that's be the a, tribal that's chief. That's a perfect time, and with Rock's like. Hollywood like career kind of like hitting a little speed bump. I feel like it would be a perfect time for him to come back and do something. But kinda... I was, but I would see him coming back for a Royal Rumble match because let's face it, if we talk about ten years ago, like you know when The Rock, like he won. Well, it wouldn't be ten years there, but like the last time he won the title was at the Royal Rumble. You yeah, know what I mean? Punk. So like, oh, could... I'm a punk. Off a punk, so like, could it be something like that? You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, like, I, I, I don't think that's that. Like, I'm that's gonna, some long storm, long. I, I uh, think I term booking, J, but Jay and Jimmy, especially Jaren, are so hot that like I would not like if you if you bring in somebody like the Rock to face him, like they just 
throws him back. It just throws yeah, him. Yeah, and like, I don't for he, that reason I don't think it's going to happen. Like I really honestly think this whole story, you know, maybe this whole story was just a way to get Jay over. You know, I sent you guys that. Did you guys watch that video of him and Jimmy? I watched it a couple months ago when you told us about it. So oh, that's okay. why I, was yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't. I didn't know you ever yeah. saw it, but you know, yeah. but just just seeing him, but just seeing him like. Uh, uh huh. Him like he's the most mm-hmm. underrated. Like maybe this whole thing was just a way to elevate Jay Uso. Maybe Jay Uso walks away at SummerSlam as the undisputed champion, and we're all just speculating Cody because that's the rumors everybody's putting out there. But I mean, it, it's like who knows? Like maybe that was the whole point was to 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 feature these guys and make them bigger stars than what they were, and it's worked. I mean, it really has. Mm-hmm. You know whether whether he wins I mean, or not, he still main event everyone who's been a part of the blood. Without line. a doubt, he still main event Jey Uso no matter how it breaks down. But like you know, I mean, Jey Uso is so fucking hot right now. He has an ultimate figure coming out, and the one that's supposed to be his brother looks like him too. So I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and not just because they're twins. I know. Um, but anyway, all right. Well, hey, moving on from that, like we, we we talked at length about that. We're already over an hour, and we never even finished. Real quick, we can kind of mention AEW. I know we talked we talked a little bit about the Adam Cole and MJF, and that's really been the only thing on AEW that's the only worth thing we're talking, talking about. Yeah. It's I mean, it's been fucking fantastic and the the segment oh. uh, did you guys see the segment when they went and worked out together yes <laughs> oh my god and the that birthday celebration af- afterwards yeah but that that entrance i mean <laughs> mjf walking down like this and oh got me slapping, slapping his hands with the fans <laughs> But his timing with the boom yeah. and then him doing the the running around the ring and Cole's like <laughs> <laughs> But like I mean but for like Adam Cole to like call him his fr- like, you know, thank you my friend and then walk away, like I know it's probably gonna lead to something, but if it I hope it's not for a long like don't please AW. Yeah. Don't for once, it. don't don't fuck something up. So, like Yeah, don't don't fucking uh because, because you don't fuck it up like the, the Jericho and MJF thing. Yeah, because you like doesn't like it could you don't know how big it could get to where you're like, okay, let's not fuck this up at all. Yeah. Let's you know what I mean? Like we can go this direction, that direction. So but they will, so yeah. What do, you guys, what do you guys think of this blind eliminator tag tournament? Like stealing a terrible idea that WCW had three decades ago. So I, so I saw you say that. So like WCW's was different because it was like a one night battle bowl, and that was that was literally like, okay, they did random tag teams, they did a tournament, and then whatever teams won went into a battle royal into two rings where you had to throw one guy into another ring, and then when that ring filled up, then it. it came like everybody went back into one ring and then the winner got like a, a ring so like that's kind of like like that was pretty shitty like yeah listen exhibit i'm confused this, i heard something like we heard you like rings so we got you some rings to go with your rings I yeah this, this at least is like you have a team that has a shot at like the tag titles you could have tag team champions that are like random you know what i mean i feel like my problem with it because i already hate the fucking random mashups like the only gold's fucking nugget in this entire thing is adam cole and mjf but well, my it, problem with it some of them are like every single know. one of them but, is butcher, story butcher based, and, so it doesn't feel random yeah put your daddy daddy magic magic neat <laughs> that was good. pretty random yeah that was a random one because they're not in the storyline together but darby and orange cassidy 
Like, come on, man. They've already tagged before. You know, putting I, I mean, I putting Swerve and Keith Lee together is a is a good well, way yeah, to you, reignite you, that rivalry, I guess, because it kind of cooled a little bit. I guess I could give it that. And you get you got to do some of that too. You know what I mean? Like you got to have a couple of randoms, and you got to have a couple that are like, okay, let's. You know, what I mean, that make no sense. How I about guess. fucking Keith Lee though? Like he. Did you see how he and Darby opened the show and Darby like yeah. basically called he, him a pussy without calling him a pussy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Keith was like, yeah. stupid. I respect it, but that was stupid. <laughs> but then they lost yeah, the match. He, it, it, yeah, but he did beat Didn't he like Darby, beat his Darby. ass though? Yeah, he beat him like yeah. pretty, pretty damn far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he threw him like halfway across the, 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 the only arena. Thing, the only thing. The only thing that's got me interested is two two things: Don Callis and Chris Jericho. See where that goes. Yeah, Jericho joining Callis's faction. I, I, I like that Callis is now claiming that he was the mastermind behind Kenny Omega versus yeah Chris Jericho. He talked yes. about Jericho's podcast a couple weeks ago when he was there. He was also on. He was on there with the, the Takeshita, and he goes, uh, "Takeshita is the type of guy who walks into a room and his dick's been there for ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What does that wow. have to do with anything? <laughs> wow. I guess the bigger question is how how like how how does he know how big this dude's dick is? I don't is? know, like, man. It's just like what the fuck? Like who says like wow. that, it's another one of those things though, kind of like MJF, where he just says shit to say shit to get the heat or for you know what I mean? But yeah, you know. um, that and then at least with the blood and guts match, at least both teams are going to have a mystery opponent. So that's kind of cool. Like, it's not yeah. just like, oh, hey, the Elite's going to have a mystery opponent. Who is it? Well, BCC is going to have one, too. So yeah. I think, I personally think but, this is where Ibushi comes in. Yeah. And so then I mean, their mystery opponent or mystery uh, partner for the the B, BC is, isn't going to be Eddie Kingston? No, it doesn't sound like it. Didn't they do a whole thing where Mox was like, like calling him out and telling him he should join them or something though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it will be, but I I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he can't get over his heat with Claudio, so I don't know if Eddie Kingston will be able to. Uh, yeah, I thought I saw something where Mox on Dynamite was like quit being a little bitch and being yeah. butthurt about the new talent and just come join us or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, and you know you'd have had a pretty good match with Kenny Omega, but I mean it's the whole Dynamite show was okay, but the MJF and Cole stuff was just amazing. Like that was the only part yeah, of it. Yeah. That was... It's it's very reminiscent yeah. of MJF and Jericho stuff, like when they did the Las Vegas fucking sing, yes, along thing yeah. and shit. But it's like, but it's like, like, but, but Jim, where he's like, Cole, Cole, look at that guy, he's so fat, and then Cole's like, no, you can't, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, That's but then cool, they made man. fun of Tony Schiavone together. At the same <laughs> like, time. who does remind me of Schiavone? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a it's I, I think it's 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 one of those pairings that they just didn't like. They're gonna kind of just fall into it. You know what I mean? It's almost like the it's almost like the Rock and McFoley. Yeah, yeah you know exactly what, I mean? what Jake was saying. The only, the only thing the only thing I could think of that I I feel like this whole eliminator thing was designed specifically for the storyline. And and the thing I feel That's bad fine. about but That's fine. I'm fine with that. But I feel bad for for FTR 
because they they fucking sign back with AEW. They come back immediately win the tag titles. They're not booked in any storyline, literally with anybody other than like CM Punk. But it, they don't have any. No, I thought they were doing that thing of CM Punk against the the the, the elite. Goal. Yeah, on, on, on Collision, but they don't. But they really haven't defended their titles, and then they're probably gonna lose them to MJF and Adam Cole. <laughs> as a part of the storyline i don't know we'll see but it, it i i don't know i kind of feel like that might be where this is going but it, it just feels like this whole thing was built specifically for the story of mjf and adam cole which again like i said i, I like do believe that i'm fine yeah. with but it's and I, I like how mjf is bringing some of adam cole's heel tendencies out too Mm-hmm. Like he got him to like you know hold on to his arm during like the abdominal stretch and like cheat a little bit during the match. Like he's he's yeah. pulling some of the heel Adam Cole out, and I, I think that's an intriguing part of this too. And you can kind of tell that Roddy Strong is seeing it and is like, uh, I don't know if you don't like MJF as much as you say you don't like MJF, but yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's not. Hopefully this is not a like one month and done or one couple weeks yeah. and done thing. So. Yeah. Yep. We'll see where it goes. Give, it, like, give it. Give it time to marinate. Now, will they give it three years? Like the bloodline story? Probably not. But you know, not everything can be the the greatest story ever told in professional wrestling. But. All right, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you do want to give us your honest feedback, you can do so by leaving a comment on Apple or Spotify. You can also do so by tweeting us at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol followed by L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. I will make it clear that when you do tweet us, the response is going to come from me. I'm the one who runs yes. the Twitter account, so you will so hear if you, from Jason. So if you're pissed off... It's yeah. Jason, not yeah. us yeah. calling you a stupid <laughs> or, fucking Mark. Yeah. If you if you want if you want Kevin or Michael's Twitter accounts, I can give those to you. Just DM me. But um, but yeah, if you're looking for me, you know it's. Uh, I mean, mine's not very hard. It's at Modern Toy Fair. Tr- like. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mine, mine, mine's at Kevin Weekly. <laughs> Kevin underscore <laughs> Weekly. Yeah. yeah. All right, but hey, I you know again you know thank thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate it. And uh, Michael, you got anything that you want to talk about before we close things out? I talk a lot ish uh you can head over to youtube.com forward slash modern toy fair every week we've got different videos we've got reviews how to pose videos we've got the live stream the podcast a bunch of different stuff so check that out you can hit us up instagram twitter and tiktok at modern toy fair and you can also head over to patreon.com not patreon.com you need to do that too but that's not for this podcast you get over to tpublic.com forward slash modern toy fair got shirts of our logos on them and different inside jokes from our podcast along with some stuff from gimmick men as well you know, and if you agree with me on the debate on Roman possibly being a face or a heel, or if you agree with Michael, let us know at Live Your Gimmick. Here's but, here's how yeah. you here's how you can prove or prove who's right. If you agree with Jason, you buy a gimmick minute shirt. If you agree with me, you buy a modern toy fair shirt. Yes, and if you end up agreeing with Michael, Jason is gonna probably just delete you anyway and yeah, and he's gonna, and, call and then you he's gonna try to kayfabe it and make his own account to, yeah. to do it. So, yeah, I agree. Hi, I'm Jason Hummel. I agree with Jason Hummel. <laughs> oh, Kevin, we never, we never uh, revealed our surprise. Oh yeah, you guys were supposed oh. to reveal something, but never did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even remember what you, it you, is. You, you do remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, so. Um, We've got a surprise for you, Jason. So I know that technically Kevin won, but we have decided 
that we are co-led champions. <laughs> and going forward, you will have to compete against us for the titles. So we're so we're now instead of lay cool, we are lay co sexy champions. We are we are lay sexy co champions. <laughs> so so how is that so if we're doing a prediction battle, so I have to You have to beat us both. Beat you both. Yeah. Like a combined yeah, yeah. score of you both or just... No, you just have to beat us both. Like you have to have a higher score than each of us. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that would have happened at Money in the Bank, but okay. So we'll we'll find out well, the next. You lost to then. Kevin, so how would you? What do you mean? I, I you lost. It was you two. I wasn't a part oh. of it. I had my I picks. Guess you should in, have been but... part of it. Yeah, but were you going to pick Rome and get pinned? <laughs> Actually, yes. I'm serious. It wouldn't matter because then you would have tied, which isn't a win. So. Yeah. I, I might have even I I might have even even predicted the Shayna Baszler turn because I kind of felt like that was coming too, but I didn't think I, it would happen at the show. That but felt that felt pretty like out of nowhere. And, oh, but then again, the which, rumors did, that she's did that, you see Ronda's leaving? Did you see Shayna's promo? Like, so yeah, <laughs> you can't fucking talk. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the avenue you want to go, girl. Like, you ain't necessarily the best talker either. She goes, I think I can speak for everybody. <laughs> if we're done hearing you try to talk in a microphone, dude. That- that was so oh, sad. Dude, everything she delivered though was really well. Like Shayna, when she believes what she says, is great mm-hmm. on the microphone. She believed everything she said in that promo, and you could tell. Like she really, like I don't know, man. Like she, she. That's how you know that they're really best friends home. because she fucking roasted her ass on yeah. national television. Yeah. Well, she like, like I, you know, I fucking set up the ring, and you just walked in here and just got an opportunity at WrestleMania. Like fuck you. Yeah, I liked it. it I kind of, I, 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 I Shane is one of those people. I wish that like Paul Heyman was her mouthpiece. Yeah. You met, you know, what I mean, you imagine oh, like man. he had. Oh my well, god, Shayna keeps talking like that. She doesn't need a mouthpiece. She can do it herself. Like uh, I mean, I'll take this. I'll and... take this Shayna Baszler all day long. So yeah, Brock, Brock doesn't need it. The only reason Brock needs a mouthpiece is because he needs a filter. The, the problem is if you give Brock a live microphone for too long, he's going to say said. something he's not supposed to. He's going to say, I think about you while I have sex with my life. My wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. On that note, oh, again, thank God. you guys for listening. Uh, my name is Jason. For Michael, for Michael and Kevin, my name is Jason. Reminding all you smarts out there to be a fan. Remember your closing line and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> For Jason, I'm Jason. And Jason. And Jason. Yeah. Jason, Jason, and, and Jason. Yeah. This is the and podcast Jason. of Jason, Jason, this is, and Jason. This is Jason, Jason, and Jason. If you've yeah. been hit by a car, yeah. we'll come to, <laughs> yeah. to your Jason. service. Hummel, Hummel, and Hummel. <laughs> Hummel, and we, and we None of us pass the bar. We don't have any legal license, but we'll defend you in court. Yeah. Oh, I'll show up with a briefcase and... What's in what's in there? Mm, crackers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. All right. I'm I'm ending this for real this time. All right. Goodbye everybody.